Hey there, folks over at CommanderCast.com and MTGCast.com and CommanderSociety.com. It's time for another episode of Rivals Duel, the show where Eric is very sleepy. Yeah, I was going to say, you sounded completely out of it. Do I? <laughs> yeah, oh, that, that intro was just, hi, everybody, welcome to Rivals Duel. <laughs> <laughs> Do I sound like, uh, was it, is it... Ben Nye or something like that. Do you remember the dude who was the teacher in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? And then he oh, had an ben entire... Stein. Tri- ben Stein, yeah, and he had an entire trivia show. Yes, win Ben Stein's money. Um, win Ben Stein's money, that's right. Does that sound like Ben Stein? Uh, You had like more of an Eeyore vibe to you, to be totally honest. Oh, God. I have a Red Bull that I can open, but I don't <laughs> want to. You have to sleep after this. Exactly. Yes, it's a little late for me, but that's all right. We're doing a, an episode that I've mostly just done homework on, and then I just get to read off all the homework I did. Yeah, pretty much. But it'll be fun, and we'll see how we'll see how close our lists were. Mm-hmm. But before that, we uh, we've got news, and we've got some comments, right? Yeah. Um, comments from our last episode. Last episode was Aether Volt Set Review, right? Uh, no. Or no, it was. Uh, oh, it was the Gods one. That's right. Wow, I'm tired too, apparently. I was going to say, I'm I'm sleepier than you. You have no excuses. Uh, Jeremy posted a comment saying that he was a surprised that Leah wasn't number 15 on both our lists. Uh, and then the second thing he said was that he wanted to defend a Farah. In particular, he says, I use her in my rune slash populate deck, and she does wonders. You speak of her being capped, but if you play her in a blink flash token deck that can put creatures into play at odd times, then you can coax extra cards from her in a turn around the table. Jeremy, you misunderstood what I was saying about a Farah. When I say a Farah is capped, I mean that in a regular game of EDH, she will grab draw you only four cards maximum in a turn around the table, assuming it's you and three opponents. That was my version of capped. If you're drawing only one card with a Farah, then I don't even consider her worth playing. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I would argue four cards a turn is enough. <laughs> four cards a turn is, is, is fine, but that's four cards a turn at maximum effort. Edric would like to have words with you. <laughs> sure. My my problem with Afara is that no matter how hard you push her, she will always be capped at that four cards a turn. So it's just... And again, she's not, I, I don't think I put her crazy low, but she's definitely not... She's one of the worst gods, but she's still a god. Like, mm-hmm. most of them are still very good. Yeah, I actually... I have a lot of respect for Afara, actually. She's probably, like, my... Looks the worst on paper, but turns out to be way better than you expect. I I've I've stomped all over too many of decks mm-hmm. to really respect her, especially considering that the Afara deck that I've arguably seen do the best is a joke deck. <laughs> uh, sure. It's it's the it's the god of the police deck, and it just and it did really it did surprisingly well, but it did surprisingly well on the back of lower you know, and lower expectations. N- no, on the back of thirty plus stasis effects essentially (laughs) like 30 plus pacifism arrest detain all of those things uh afara had very little to do with it fair enough anyway uh 
<laughs> and uh, what's the news? Noel, you were excited. I am excited, and I think most people are. Modern Masters 2017 has been fully spoiled. This is not a Modern Masters 2017 review, nor are we going to do one, because quite frankly, that's a lot of heavy lifting for not a lot of return. But mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of... This is probably the best Modern Masters that they've done. Uh, I don't know if I can go there with you on that. It is certainly ne- better than last year's, or, or uh, 2015's. I am no more or less excited for this than I have ever been for a Modern Masters set, but those words are making me go look up the original Modern Masters, which I feel like was probably good. I feel like, okay, I feel like a lot of my visions of uh, of <sighs> Modern Masters 2013 was because it was the first one, and therefore mm-hmm. we didn't have a bar to compare it to. Okay. But this has just about every, like, if you're like me and dabble in 60-card constructed formats, this has a lot of, like, good stuff in it at at all rarities. You've got um, your Mythics are pretty much all hits if you're a modern player, um, with shoutouts to some of them are Legacy. I would argue one of the, well, that one, ah, they're kind of all over the place as far as, like, there's a couple of Legacy ones in here, too. Um, but definitely some modern ones. You have a lot of solid rares. You have some very good uncommons. It's nice to see Inquisition and Path at common. Uh, Integral mm-hmm. Virtue at uncommon. I'm sorry, Path and Inquisition are at uncommon, not uh, not common. Um, no, they do not belong at common. Yeah, please God, no. Um, Molten Reigns at uncommon, Lingering Souls. Like, there's a lot of good solid cards. The, the notable missing cards here, to me at least, are Noble Hierarch and Kitchen Finks, but... They gave us, you know, wizards threw everything at us but the kitchen finks, and so I'll be okay with that. Yeah, okay. You, I'll give you a moment to uh, revel in your pun. Yeah, yeah, I just looked up original Modern Masters, and I would argue it's significantly better, at least in the rares. I'm not going to have the whole conversation, but, I mean, Kiki-Jiki, Vendillion, Clique, both of the best swords, Maelstrom, Pulse... Uh, yeah, Dark Confidant, Tarmogoyf again. There's a lot of... I think Modern Masters 1 is still the best, but that's irrelevant because I don't think the Modern Masters are the best of the Masters. I think that Eternal Masters is the best. Yeah, Eternal Masters is hard to live up to its own hype. Like I know. When you, think of, when you think of what Eternal Masters could be, if Wizards would, you know, get rid of the reserve list, oh... Yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't hold my breath for that. I'm not, but I'm hopeful. <laughs> Yeah. Hope, so, uh, which happens first? I get my is it commander or wizards gets rid of the reserve list? Uh, you die. <laughs> <laughs> On a long enough timeline, Noel, mortality becomes a factor. <laughs> anyway, it's turns- I uh, actually I get it. I I've got it exactly. You are in the hospital, dying, then they spoil the instant general, but you die before you can play with it. Oh, and I... <laughs> I have nothing, like, that's so thoroughly depressing in my mind. I was gonna say, I just saw Logan, so I'm coming off of a depressing kind of kick. That's me, that's mm-hmm. my gift to you. Uh, God, that new <laughs> Goblin Guide has ugly art. I'm gonna go to the Modern Masters spoilers now, because yeah, really, excellent. like, like, this is one of those things that it's there's a foil in every pack, so if you're a person who collects foils, it's great. Having more of these cards out, we were trying to do some math, knowing that even though this will be a reserved print run, versus how much more is being printed versus when sets like Zendikar came out, whether mm-hmm. there will be more Goblin Guides printed with this art or the original art. <laughs> 
uh, it's an interesting debate to have in your head. Is Goblin Guide still like a highly sought after card? Absolutely. It was probably it was pushing like twenty five thirty dollars before it got reprinted. I'm kind of surprised. I thought. Well, I guess is it played in modern? Yeah, every burn deck. Okay. Yeah. Two, so two haste for one. Yeah. No, I I get it. It's just that I was uh I was thinking more in terms of legacy. That's where more of my experience for the the quote-unquote real formats is at and i was thinking in terms of like goblins and and actual burn and he's playing legacy burn too does it see playing legacy burn yep every legacy most legacy burn decks i have seen have a very strong argument against goblin guide but that's that's just me um i will uh we are not a legacy podcast, and we are not a modern podcast. We are an EDH podcast. Right. And we're doing EDH-y things this episode. Okie dokie. I'll, I'll close the Modern Master spoiler. It's sweet. Tell Eric how sweet it is in the comments below. I mean, I like the fact that more Zendikar fetches are out. That's I'm, cool. I'm into that, too. Those Also, Damnation. Cards, talk about cards that needed reprinted. Damnation yeah. was the big one. Uh, I would argue that those modern fetches were more important. No, nope. not, not necessarily I think for damnation. Commander, but um, as far as like seeing those cards, you can almost pick up foils for what regular ones were before they printed before they did these. Really? Yeah, the price has dropped that much because there's that again. The question becomes: Are with these were also first printed in Zendikar? Will there be more Misty Rainforest printed with Modern Masters or with Zendikar? I thought that the price took a slight dive with the expeditions. No, though. Expeditions, I didn't know how much it had bounced. Expeditions really didn't affect price that much. Uh yeah, I I know it did when before the sets actually came out. I yeah, guess I'm thinking but, more of the speculation price. Yeah, the the problem is, is that you get typically three quarters of an expedition a box. It seems mm-hmm. like like maybe one, and that there are twenty. There's in Battle for Zendikar, which was the less popular of the two, which is where all the good air quote lands are. There was, you know, there's 20 in that, 25 in that first one. So hmm. it's the the amount of those that actually get open and impact the market is pretty low. Yeah, it doesn't actually do enough to, yeah, it doesn't do anything to decrease demand. All right. Well, now that we've done the uh, Magic the Gathering Finance Hour. Yeah. Hashtag MTG Finance. Let's talk about what we're actually talking about tonight. We're here to talk about Michael. Is that what we're calling him? Mike, no, Michael was the guy who wrote the email. Oh, yeah, Michael in... was the guy who wrote the email months yeah. ago. Yeah, we're calling him that. His mother <laughs> called him that, and I'm going to call him that. All right, that's his given Christian name. We'll call him Michael then. I thought you were talking. I thought you had a funny name for the guy we were talking about. No, well, the, obviously I have a funny name for the guy we're talking about, but the funny name for the guy we're talking about is King Macaroni. No, you said funny name. No, no, no. You will respect <laughs> King Macaroni, Lord of the Cheese. <laughs> I'm going to hang the up the phone ch- now. <laughs> the cheddar cursed. And and call you back in about two minutes after you've thought about what you've done. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, I'll be very comfortable continuing to make these jokes after you call back. <laughs> he just lives in the smelliest vault ever. Ugh, rotten cheese smell, gross. Anyway, let's talk about um, a while ago, Michael sent us, he sent us his deck list after we kind of quietly made jokes about building this deck because we made mm-hmm. comments about it when vehicles were first spoiled in Kaladesh. Mm-hmm. And he said, we did indeed. Oh, have I got things for you? And we said, yes, you do, but we're going to hold off a little bit and wait. Cause and now we also have all the Aether Revolt invention or vehicles. Yeah. And now unusually we're actually delivering on a promise to the fans right. and we are, uh, 
we are going to do a let's build of King Macaroni the Gold Curse. Yeah, so uh, for those of you who maybe either weren't playing during this block or have forgotten this 25 cent rare, King Macar is a human. He is a 2-3 for black, black, and 2. And he has Inspired, which is a little ability that says whenever King Makar the Gold Cursed becomes untapped, you may exile target creature. If you do, put a colorless artifact token named Gold onto the battlefield. It has sacrificed this artifact, add a mana of any color to uh, your mana pool. So basically every time he untaps, exile a dude and get a Lotus Petal. What can we do with that? Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand why King Midas has a card, put down the magic cards and go open a book at some point. Yeah, this is obviously a top-down King Midas Greek trope. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, we're going to run with it. But first, before we talk about our build, Noel, did you look at Michael's deck list? Um, yes, but not recently. So why don't you give us the highlights? Uh, I think that... I looked at Michael's decklist, and I liked a lot of stuff in it. Um, my big problem was that I thought he was trying to be too cute. Okay. There's a, uh, there's a lot of stuff in here that's kind of... He kind of goes in the same direction that I would initially go with uh, King Makar pre-Aether Revolt, and that's very important to mention. This deck is pre-Aether Revolt, and it actually seems to be pre... Um, Kaladesh at all. There's no vehicles to speak of in the deck. There's no Kaladesh cards. So before Kaladesh, I think that you would have been just having some tap shenanigans and other other than that, just make it like a black control shell, because obviously King Makar's ability lends himself very well to control. Uh, and he went a little too deep on the tap shenanigans, I think. He's running cards like Sword of the Perrins, and Stryonic Resonator, which I wouldn't necessarily run. Um, and he's doing stuff to try and make... Uh, he's running, like, Mycosynth Lattice. Uh, and I think he's also running Liquid Metal Coating. Let me just take a look. No, he's not running Liquid Metal Coating, which I'm surprised with. Um, but he he's running Voltaic Key. And I think the goal is to be able to repeatedly tap and untap King Makar by turning him into an artifact. Uh, and I think that running some tap shenanigans is important, but I think he went too far with it. And see, I'm kind of on the opposite path. Like, I think Sword of the Prowans is a cool card for this deck. Uh, I think that there's better cards. Okay, this will be interesting, because I think we probably came at this from a little bit different directions. Okay, so my direction I came at it from was the best of the tap shenanigans, um, the best of black artifacts matter and and then just big black control because you're obviously able to generate a huge amount of black mana so you can easily cast like eldrazi or massive exsanguinates and stuff like that uh i didn't really keep a list of those cards because everyone knows big black control if you've played black rampy control stuff before you know what works run damnation run toxic deluge run karn and uh What's his face? The Ugin. big old Ugin. Yeah, like the, this is not news to anybody. But just know that King Makar could, if he works properly, do it slightly better than other people because he ramps so well. Mm. See, I was looking at it from I want to I want to get as most out of my as much out of the artifacts as I can. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to kind of build almost like an artifacty engine deck that's letting me get away with the stuff with King Mac like abusing the untapped shenanigans 
that's going mm-hmm. to let me power out more artifacts. It's going to then have cards that pay off having that artifact. So I'm I'm maybe more artifact centered than you are. I have quite a few artifact centric stuff in it. Mm-hmm. I just I just cut out all the stuff that I I I made a big list of the good of or I made a big list of all the artifact stuff and a big list of all the tap stuff and then I cut out all the stuff that I didn't like. Okay. So I I'm a little bit more picky, I think. And in order to fit in more of the kind of the good black control stuff. Okay. So let's uh let's go ahead and talk about kind of the the elephant in the room and what kind of pushed us toward this was vehicles. Mm-hmm. Because one thing that is hard to use about King Ricard, because I when this card came out, I never built it, but I theory crafted around it a lot. Yeah, and trying to attack with him is a losing proposition. Right. He's two threes kinda of squishy. Little and, bit. Yeah. And so finding things to make him less squishy, or even better if I can tap him without having to get him and his somewhat squishy body involved, period, even mm-hmm. better. So the first thing I did was put down, I won't say all of the vehicles that crewed for two or less, but mm-hmm. all the ones that were even kind of remotely playable. I didn't. Okay. I was I was pretty I was very picky with my vehicles actually. So Skyship Sovereign ended up in because even though it doesn't crew for two or less, it's so good. Yep. Uh that other big legend one, Heart of Kiran, I think. Yep. Uh is like negotiable. Put it in a, a two taste. Mm-hmm. Smuggler's Copter, of course, came in. Uh, and then all the other vehicles I decided were kind of like an individual decision whether or not they'd make it or not. The mm-hmm. one that surprised me, though, and I think you probably noticed it, too, is one called Mobile Garrison. Yeah. Mobile Garrison is very good with King Makar. Yes, it is. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, Mobile Garrison is a three-mana, three-four vehicle. Uh, it has crew two, so King Makar can activate it on his own. But it also has, whenever Mobile Garrison attacks, untap another target artifact or creature you control. So you can tap King Makar, attack with the Mobile Garrison, untap King Makar, and exile any potential blockers all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, giving a dude pseudo-vigilance... And even then, going, uh, like, some of the other... Maybe it's not Makar that gets untapped. Maybe you don't mm-hmm. need to remove the blocker right away. But being able to just give something pseudo-vigilance is great. Um, I also looked at... So, I think that you have to have X amount of card draw in any given deck. Mm-hmm. I think Daredevil Dragster is a cool way to get it in this deck. Uh, which one is Daredevil da- Dragster again? It's the 4-4 four, four for 3 that crews for 2 that... At the end of a combat, put a if it did anything, put a counter on it, and if it has two counters, sack it and draw two cards. I have some things paying off artifact dying too, so I do too. I don't know how I feel about this. This would be I feel like the, uh, when I was trying to make cuts for this deck, this would be one of the first cards on the chopping block. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. Also, someone who's play, as someone who's played a lot of limited, Untethered Express is great. Is that the one that uh, gets tra- plus one plus one counters? Yeah, that's the trample train. Yeah, this one I also looked at, and I fig- I think this one I would go in much, much sooner than the other. Probably. Because it, it doesn't die, it builds fairly quickly, it, it's relatively aggressive. It, the first time it attacks, it's going to be a 5-5 five, five with uh, Trample. Mm-hmm. And also, it looks like a Megazord. Yeah, chugga chugga, woot woot, I like trains. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what you want to talk about next? Do you want to talk about artifacty stuff, or do you want to talk about tappy stuff? Let's talk about, um, this might be some of column A, some of column B. 
Let's talk about some artifacty things, specifically some highlights. So it sounds like I went a little heavier on artifacts than you did. Do you have? Well, a, let's you, find out. Yeah. Do you have? Do you have Herald of Anguish in your list? Absolutely, I have Herald of Anguish. Okay. I think not playing Herald of Anguish would be a massive mistake. Right. I feel like we're just gonna have enough stuff lying around. If you have a single, if you have a single piece of gold, he costs five. Mm-hmm. That's, That's pretty good. Not a hundred percent true. No, that that is. You can't improvise and sack. Oh, I thought you could. No. Oh, you have to tap and sack the guild things. Yeah. Ah, that makes it slightly less good, but still very good. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I absolutely put Herald of Anguish in. Yeah, I still think you put Herald of Anguish in. And then I have things that pay off. These are all tappy things, but they're also mana tappy things and cheap artifacts I can use later. Okay. I went on, I kind of went on this train where if I can use him, if I can use King Makar in a non-combat way, great. So I have, Mm -hmm. on my list, I have Paradise Mantle, Stringleaf Drum... Uh, honor bound or was it honor honor worn shaku is that it's on a worn shaku i know from my norin days yeah like i wanted um and i had stuff like that where i can use uh um oh and uh this isn't a this is a tappy thing but it's not an artifact uh holdout settlement yep i had holdout settlement and springleaf drum i don't really like honor worn shaku but paradise mantle would probably make it in yeah. Uh, Honor Warren Shack is just a little bit too expensive, I think, for three mana to do it. And it also doesn't tap him. It just untaps him. Mm-hmm. So I'm less into that one. But yeah, Holdout Settlement was one that I, I hadn't thought of before looking into this deck, really. And that's really good with King Makar. Yeah, for a card that was borderline at best in Oath of the Gatewatch Limited. <laughs> mm-hmm. In the uh, in the kind of category of mana rocks, not one that helps King Makar in specific, but uh, that's going to be helped by all the artifacts we're making. I also have Inspired Statuary in this Yeah, deck. I was going to say that's on my list, too, of cards that I look at it and go, it looks like it's bonkers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can confirm, having uh, played against this card and with this card, this card is bonkers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I also have to throw this out there. First of all, I had Strionic Resonator in my list. I'm not crazy fond of Strionic Resonator, but that's mm-hmm. just me. I recognize that there is probably enough... It's only on triggered abilities. I'm not that into Strionic Resonator. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm into it purely on King Makar alone. Yeah, I'm not, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Also went with... Um, did you have Thornbright Staff on your list? I definitely specifically did not. Okay, I was kind of in on that card. The problem with Thornbright Staff is that it triggers on creatures dying. Right. I'm not looking at I'm not looking at it uh to get I'm not looking at me uh using Makar to go infinite with it. Mm. I'm just looking at over the course of the game creatures die a lot. Yeah, that's like there fair. Just be enough like sure, pay two, ping you for one but uh after you've made blocks. Oh look, that token died, untap and get the best thing on the board. Yeah, but I I like I said, I cut out a lot of the what I consider to be less good tappers, so I only left in stuff like puppet strings, mm-hmm. which is good because you can, in addition to untapping your own creatures, you can use it to tap down your opponent's stuff. Yep. Uh, Staff of Domination, which you right. can go infinite with in addition to uh, untapping uh, King Makar mm-hmm. and do all sorts of other sh- shenanigans. I left in Thousand Year Elixir. Yeah, I have that. That's on my. That's in my list. Now I don't have a list down to a hundred, uh, mm-hmm. but. 
I'm kind of with you there that that seems pretty good. The other reason I had Thousand Year Elixir is that since we're reaching kind of the end of my untappy shenanigans um, is because even though King Makar doesn't get the haste off of it, it only costs one to untap him, and I decided I would be putting in a lot of other tap effect creatures in order to try and maximize on my untap stuff. Sure, I have some parts that, in case King Makar's not here, the part of King Makar, they will be played by X. Yeah, so I had two cards to do that. I had Royal Assassin, which you probably had as well. Yep, Royal Assassin was one. Please tell me you had the funny one from Theros Block, the extort one. Uh, I do not have the extort one from Theros Block. I have a card that you've probably never heard of. Okay. It's it, it's a card that Magic uh, really ignores. I don't mm-hmm. think Wizards likes it. It's been printed very, very rarely. It's called Avatar of Woe. Oh, yeah. I've never heard of that card before. Yeah, I don't think Watsy is it's really kind into of when reprinting they try to hi- this Yeah, one. They, they stick it under, they hide it under the rug a lot. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's a power level thing. They're trying to they're trying to hide it. Yeah, I never play Avatar of Woe in anything, but in this deck in particular, I like Avatar of Woe. Mm-hmm. I also, I have Servant of Timurat, because uh, I always... Which one is that? That's the that's the uh, that's the extort one. Whenever it uh, inspired, whenever it becomes untapped, each opponent loses a life. You gain a life. It can regen for three, and it's a one three. Yeah, I wasn't into that. I am. Uh, I have a couple other ones that I didn't see anyone playing. I have well, I have Skurzdag High Priest, which other people were playing, mm-hmm. uh, but is worth mentioning because it's morbid ability. In addition to being a card that can be abused by our untap engine, uh, it can help tap King Makar. Uh huh. So Skurzdag High Priest is super good in this deck. Uh, I had Magus of the Coffers, obviously. Sure. Uh, very very powerful if you can untap it. Uh, I had Bloodline Keeper. Do you remember Bloodline Keeper? Yeah, the army, in, the vampire army in a camp. Yeah, he gets a little silly if you can keep untapping him. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of my favorites I had, and this is only because I have a uh, fancy printing of him from From the Vault's Legends, I have Cow Cow, Lord of Way. Yeah, I had forgot about him entirely. That makes me happy. Yeah, this guy's awesome, especially if you can untap him. Just make your opponents discard two cards, for, like repeatedly mind-rotting in a single turn. You could wipe out the table's hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's uh, he's in there. I have one more tap card that kind of plays into the artifact theme, and it's called Dotha Forge Master. Oh, called Dotha, yeah. Yeah, because you can tap it and sack a bunch of your guild tokens, or you can, uh, and then you can untap and sack a bunch more stuff and just go get artifacts, and you will have artifacts that you want to tutor out of your deck and put into play. So I thought that was super cool. Mm-hmm. So I had a couple other artifact, if not artifact cards, artifact payoff cards. Mm-hmm. Are we kind of transitioning into that now? or? Yeah, sure. Okay, so Kalida, the, the, it seems like black is not by any means an artifact color. You can't see my air quotes, but they're totally there, trust me. Mm-hmm. But they always print a couple, every, like, not every set, but every few that yeah. do some stuff. Uh, one card that I've been super excited about playing and haven't really found a venue for is Marionette Master. Very good in this deck. <laughs> right? Like, seems like it'll just be bonkers. Yeah, Marionette Master can do some serious damage. The only problem with Marionette Master is that it's too expensive. A problem that's solved in this deck by the fact that you're going to be making a, essentially a bunch of Lotus Petals. Sure, you make a bajillion mana and all of a sudden nothing costs that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, um, who's the other... Oh yeah, here's a card you've probably never heard of. Are you familiar with Moriak Rigger? 
Uh, I looked at Moriok Rigger. I didn't like it because it was vanilla. But tell the people I, at home I what it does. It, I, I wish this had just, like... Trample, flying, trample, anything. Intimidate, fear. Moriok mm-hmm. uh, uh, Rigger is a 2-2 for 3 human rogue that whenever an artifact is put into your graveyard, put a plus one, plus one counter on Moriok Rigger. So I feel like it's going to naturally just become just huge and stupid. Yes, it w- it would become huge and stupid, but, but it is I... the biggest and dumbest of big dumb beaters. Yeah, exactly. Uh, unless you're sacking it to Disciple of Bolus or something like that. Eh. My solution for the really big stupid instead of Moriok Rigor was to just play the old classic Cranial Plating. Yep, I have Cranial Plating on my list too. I also had Disciple of the Vault on my list. Disciple of the Vault is okay it costs one mana like that's that's it, one of the big things does, like yeah it does cost one mana that's fair it's like it will never cost me anything to cast this card and it if it drains for a half a dozen so did you do what i did and spend a lot of time looking at like tier two removal spells that say artifact on them no i did okay. not do that because <laughs> i definitely spent a lot of time looking at tidy conclusion going uh like, I want it to be good, but no. Is there, in case you're not familiar with EDH staple tidy conclusion, <laughs> it is black, black, and three for an instant that is destroy target creature. You gain one life for each artifact you control. Go ahead and tell me this card's not good enough, and I should move on. This card's not good enough, and you should move on. Okay. Um, a card that I did run in the vein of the artifact stuff was the Newland Inventors Fair. Yes, I had Inventors Fair on my list. I also had uh, to go the opposite of it. Um, this is probably a deck where you want to go ahead and run that Vault of Whiskers, Vault of Whiskers, wow, Vault of Whispers and Darksteel Citadel. Yeah, definitely run the Vault of Whisk- Whiskers. All those cats that we keep there are going to be very uh, helpful in this deck. <laughs> has one of us said the words Maze of Ith and how cute that is with this deck? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very adorable. Like, like this, and, and what's the bad Maze of Ith? The, or no, Maze that of Exiles. It. Never mind. Yeah, that Exiles, so it doesn't work. You need you need old-school classic Maze of Ith. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is that if we're talking about suboptimal removal spells... Okay, like, I, I recognize that I'm supposed to be King Cutthroat over here, but... Was it if underhanded you play, designs? No, it's if you play King Makar and you don't play Guild... Right, then flavor you fail. Don't get, you don't get to play King Makar anymore. Right. Hang like, your head in shame and leave the office. Yeah, take that crap outside. How about, uh, how about underhanded designs? Uh, I was very eh on underhanded designs. So I look at it, and on one hand, you could almost go, uh... Um, like, for those of you who don't know what this is, it's an uncommon from Kaladesh that whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay one. If you do, each opponent loses a life and you gain a life. And you can pay black and one, sacrifice it to destroy target creature, activate this ability only if you control two or more artifacts. Mm-hmm. Eh, I mean, we're going to have a lot of artifacts going to the yard. That's true, but my, my big beef with it, it, with it is that it's the kind of crappy uh, life siphoning. Where no matter how much life you're actually siphoning away, you only lose. Yeah, they only gain one. You only gain one. Or yeah, you only gain one. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh I'm not ter- I wouldn't I wouldn't laugh at anybody who ran it, but I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. Um. So here's a saucy card. Do you have Blink Moth Urn on your list? Uh, I believe I did. Go ahead and tell people what Blink Moth Urn does. Uh, Although this card should be fairly popular, yeah, this I think. Is, this right? is fairly staply as far as staples mm-hmm. go. Cost five, and at the beginning of your of each player's pre-combat main phase, if it's untapped, that player adds colorless mana equal to its mana pool equal to the number of artifacts he or she controls. 
Yeah, this one is, however, it's worth noting, very, very meta-dependent. If you're going up against other uh, artifact decks fairly often, maybe don't play this card. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just scrolling through to make sure I'm not missing anything. Uh, I I did place an emphasis on running the Eldrazi Titans and Exsanguinate just because of the huge amount of mana we're going to be making. Yep. But also... Oh, go ahead. Uh, also mentioned that you, it's probably worth it to run Mega Trader to Mortals. Mm-hmm. I have Profane Command and Black Sun Zenith on my list. Mm-hmm. Yep, both very good. Oh, and Damnable Pact. Because sometimes, oh, yeah. sometimes you want to fireball, sometimes you want to draw five cards. Yeah, sometimes you want to draw all the cards in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of mostly it for have... the... Oh, go ahead. The cards worth mentioning that like people wouldn't automatically think of in terms of black for my list so if I've, you have four by I all means i got one um okay let's this hear card, it this card is one of those that like as i'm doing research i'm like this might be easily on my list of new like silly favorite cards mm-hmm. this is a card called Koskin falls sound familiar no this i did is, not see this card at all this is from homelands this is a card okay. from Homelands you can play in Commander that does not have the words Merchant or Scroll in it. All right, let's let's hear it. It is black, black, and two. Okay. And especially with Makar, during your upkeep, tap target untapped creature you control or bury this card. All right. And no creature can attack you unless the controller pays an additional two. So it's a propaganda that gives you an excuse to tap King Makar every turn in black. <laughs> I mean, okay, sure. Uh, and I went, this is nifty. For, for I love finding corner case cards that are probably bad. Oh, and mm. it's an enchant world, too. That's, that, the card is delightful. It's, it's nifty. I don't know that it's good, but it's nifty. Yeah. Oh, and Buried Ruin. I have Buried Ruin on here, because not enough people play that card. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only card, I guess, that I didn't mention that I probably should is... I guess I was thinking that people would automatically think of this one, but some people don't know it exists. It's called Kark Clan Ironworks. Do people not know about Kark Clan Ironworks? Uh, just in case they don't, uh, there's an Ashnod's altar that exists where you sack artifacts instead of creatures. Yeah. Obviously, it turns your lotus petals into soul rings. Mm-hmm. So that's worth uh, that's worth taking a look at. Seems yeah, uh, absolutely. What was the other one I had on here? Um, does Ebony Horse untap the creature? Do you know the card Ebony Horse? No, I don't know the card Ebony this is, Horse. This is another, like, ancient card. Give me a second. I only, the only reason it comes up is because I saw it in somebody's deck the other night. Yeah, this, okay, this does do it. This is a maze of if it's an artifact. Ebony, oh. Horse, Ebony Horse costs three, and it's pay two and tap it. Untap target attacking creature you control. Prevent all combat that would be dealt to it and dealt by that creature this turn. Oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah, so it's a bad, worse Maze of Ith, but it's also an artifact itself. It's a Maze of Ith that only saves your own creatures. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it works in this deck. Sure, like, I'm I'm a big fan of finding cards that are good in only one EDH deck, and I feel like this is one of them. Oh, uh, but it only works on... It only works on uh, attacking creatures. Yeah, so it's when you send in King Makar. Yeah, I, I would... I probably wouldn't run it, because I only run stuff that I can use to untap my other tappy guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd probably run Thornbite Staff before this, but that's just me. Oh, and if you want to see an ugly version of this card, pull up the Arabian Nights version. I don't want to see any art from Arabian's Nights. Ooh, this is almost worth looking at. Like, how, right. how bad and dark this art is, is actually, like, worth looking at. Alright, Arabian Nights, Ebony Horse. Oh, 
Give me just one second. I'm. It's not that he's handsome. No, Don't he's, be mean to he's that. He's not horse. bad. Just look at the like. I'm not talking about the picture of the, the horse. I'm oh, you just about, mean look the at, like, card? Yeah, look at like the converted mana cost of the name. Oh yeah, no. As as a card laid out, it's terrible. Right. As opposed the to like, of the horse the, is fine. Right. As opposed to like the picture of the fourth edition or the revised, where it's significantly lighter and yeah, significantly easier to read. No. Yeah. No, that's not very good. Yeah. Look at that horse. That horse is amazing. <laughs> And uh, I think that's about it for King Makar, unless you've got any other... Yeah, I mean, the rest of this is, is kind of add flavor to taste. Yeah. Like, you know, there's going to be... You're going to get excellent mileage out of the Black Gear Hulk in this deck, um, just because it's an artifact. You know, and basically after that, it's kind of service to taste. I mean, some mixtures of Tutors and Wraths and whatever you need for your meta. Um, mm-hmm. You can probably get away with playing some cards like the, the dopey Overcosted Wraths, like... I'm feeling some Ingarix Wake in this bad boy. Mm-hmm. Or like Life's Finale, which I guess costs six. It's not crazy overcosted, but like sure. maybe one of those big demons that enters the battlefield and blows up all the stuff. I think sure. Reaver Demon is one of yeah, them. Dreaded Cocoderm. Yeah, those kinds of cards could actually realistically be cast in this deck. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you get, and you can get on, and you know, if you want other cards that play the part of, I mean, Pain Seer acts like Bob, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're in for that kind of thing, you should probably throw some life gain in here. Um, Pulling double value off of things like Sadbot and Burnished Heart. Yeah, no, this is, uh... Sure, like, yeah, a it... lot of this is, the, a lot of what remains of this, Mirror Sphere is probably worth bringing up. Mirror Battle Sphere? Yeah. Yep. I mean, well, I don't know, Mirror Battlesphere, why? Because you need to tap mirrors, right? But it puts out a crap ton of artifacts. Oh yeah, that's that's fair, it's a package full of artifacts, yeah. yeah. So it's an artifact army and it can. Like I said, the, and, uh, and this walking of... ballista, I'm sorry, the, the walking ballista and the hanger back walker are both worth mentioning, just because you're going to be making a lot of mana and you could realistically cast them for quite a bit. And then use them to blow it up for bunches. Is this mm. a, is this one we backdoor the Triskelion Methodus vampire into? Uh, it kind of no. feels like it. I feel like you could. I mean, you could, but I'm not that guy. <laughs> Do we have? We don't have any way to. I was trying to think if we had some way to break all these gold tokens with Karn, but since they're tokens, not really. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. Well, the with Karn, the way you break them is with something like Blood Artist, I guess. Sure. Anything that triggers off of a creature, or like Grave Pact, stuff that triggers off a creature's dying. Mm-hmm. But we're already doing enough shenanigans. We don't need to go that far into yeah. magical Christmas land. Mm-hmm. Some metalwork colossus. I'm, now I'm, I admit I'm cheating at this point and looking off my list on other people's, but. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm 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 a big fan. After you get just a little bit of the tap shenanigans, a bunch of other good tap creatures, and some stuff that cares about artifacts, then just put in big controly stuff. Mm-hmm. Put in some stuff that kills things and put in some stuff that stomps. Yeah, Decree of Pain. <laughs> Decree of Pain would be great. Mm-hmm. You can actually play Diabolic Revelation and probably win with it, as opposed to playing Diabolic Revelation and paying 7 mana for a Demonic Tutor. Yes, you could probably cast the stuff you uh, get in the same turn. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of a, hey, this is a deck I can play Promise of Power in. I'm kind of excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think we've pretty much covered it with uh, the King Makar deck. Yeah, this so is... Michael, I I hope we gave you some ideas that you can throw into mm-hmm. your deck. Yeah, and and let's do this in the comments below. Weigh in on which version you think is better. Eric's is more black control based. Mine's probably more of an artifacty. Like I'm trying, I'm gonna try to win off some kind of like splendor esque artifact engine. Mm-hmm. Where it sounds you're going... like you're just going to win off of black control stuff. 
I'm going to win off of black control stuff, but it's going to be supported by some tappy untappy or some artifact synergies. Mm-hmm. Or I'm probably going to win off of some more kind of artifact based stuff with the black stuff being the, the gap filler and the, mm-hmm. the goodest of stuffs. Mm-hmm. So let's do this in the comments way in below on which version you think is, I don't want to use better, but more fun. Or if you were going to build this deck, which one would you build? Mm-hmm. That's a good way of phrasing it. Which, which version would you rather build? Yeah. Uh, let us know in the comments below. Yes. And with that, I think we're going to wrap up for this episode. Yeah, we are definitely in the soliciting for ideas category again because we got a while okay. before because we've probably got two or three episodes before having cat starts yeah that's that's absolutely fair we if you have a good idea for an argument uh, or from something that uh nolan and i could run through the gauntlet or something like that absolutely submit it we'll we'll be more than happy to talk about it sure and if you'd like to submit it to me my email is noel clausen n-o-l-e-c-l-a-u-s-o-n at gmail.com i'm also on twitter at at mtg noel Mm-hmm. I'm Eric Bonvi at gmail.com, E-R-I-C-B-O-N-V-I-E at gmail.com, or at that Bonvi guy on Twitter. Uh, you can also get a hold of me in the comments below on CommanderCast or on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash RivalsDuel. Yep, and if you are looking for a direct RSS feed of the show, it is feeds.feedburner.com slash RivalsDuel. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's it for today, folks. I think we're just going to wrap up and head out. Uh, any party words, Noel? Not really. We'll see everybody in two weeks, as always.